Thank you for joining us for a Kingdom Thoughts conversation with one of our founders on Insight Now. You can watch live streams on Facebook and YouTube. We hope that you enjoy the conversation. Hello, hello. I just wanted to get on here and do a short video <clears throat> that I'm hoping is going to help some of you out. And uh, the topic of the video today is passions, passions. And to be honest with you, for more than probably a decade, I've heard debate in the body of Christ as it relates to passions. You know, and the question that kind of tends to come up uh, once, you know, everybody's got different feelings on it. But if you get two people in the room with different feelings on it, what you'll kind of realize is that the conversation basically is going to boil down to this. There's one side, so to speak, that says you should follow your passions. And there's another side that says, hey, look, the word passions is used six times in the New Testament, and it's never used favorably. It's always used in reference to sin. And that side will say, so I don't think you should follow your passions. So what is it? You know, what is it? How do we reconcile this? You know, it's like, surely God would want us to be passionate people. You know, there's far too many robots in the body of Christ. He's given us a will. Uh, wouldn't he want us to use it? And, you know, so there's, there's that side of things. And thanks for joining. Feel free to comment. We're talking about passions today. Um, so, you know, there's two sides, really. There's one side in the body of Christ that will tend to say you shouldn't follow your passions because passions is always used negatively in the New Testament as referring to sin. And then there's the other side that said, no, you should follow your passion. And, you know, God's given us a will and surely he'd want us to use that will um, and not be robots. And to be honest, both are right. Um, so the question is not to give away the answer too quick here, but the question is really an order of operations, an order of operations. And the verse I'd like to highlight today, and I might only share this one verse, is um, Psalms 37, uh, verse 4. And I'm actually just going to even uh, type it into the chat here. Oh, yeah, I'll type it right into the chat. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he... Will, will give you the desires of your heart. Light yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I think that should show up in the chat now. I don't know if you can see it. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. This is such a helpful verse, and... You know, there's kind of two ways people will even read this verse. The one is that, um, well, I'm going to just read it the way I read it. If we will delight ourselves in the Lord, then the desires of our heart will be transformed. Do you see that there? Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. It's in delighting ourselves in the Lord that it transforms the desires of our heart. But then the second way you can read this verse, which is also true, is that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he, he delights us by giving us the desires of our heart, which is so true. I remember a few years ago, I was getting back into fly fishing, uh, which I hadn't done since high school. 
and it's just a real passion of mine. See, there's that word. And as I was um, praying about it, I noticed there was sort of this constant struggle where I was, um, you know, feeling very passionate about it um, and struggling to not have anxiety uh, about, you know, should I get this? Should I do that? Should I not do this? Whatever. And in that season, hey, Dave, great to see you. In that season, what the Lord was teaching me is he was really asking me, what do you want? What do you want? And I was like, well, I'd like to be able to go fishing every week, you know, for a little bit. And he said, okay, ask me for that, you know? And so here God was actually sort of wooing me into sharing my passion with him. And I was like, why do I keep struggling to bring this to you fully, Lord? And one day in prayer, he spoke to me this. He said, I am more passionate about your fly fishing than you are. I care more about your fly fishing. That's how he said it. I care more about your fly fishing than you do. Isn't that like our father to care more about the things that we care about than we do? Didn't Peter say to cast your care upon the Lord because he cares for you? I love that. You know, if you haven't counted the hairs in your head today, then God is paying more attention to you than you are paying attention to you. Isn't that amazing? You know, the only way that someone can truly become selfless is to know that someone else is taking care of them. Well, I digress. So passions, you know, should we follow our passions? Should we not follow our passions? And Psalms 37 basically answers it for us if we'll really look at it. Do you see there's an order to that psalm? It says this, delight yourself in the Lord. That's the first piece. You know, in math, if you remember back to your middle school math, there was order of operations, you know? So it's like, if there was an exponent, you had to do the exponent before you did some addition in the problem. Or if there's parentheses, you had to deal with what was inside the parentheses before you did the rest of the problem or else you would actually get the wrong result. And you're like, what, I did all the steps. And they're like, yeah, but you did them out of order. And you know, if you were making a pizza at home and you sliced it before you baked it, it wouldn't work as good as baking it and then slicing it. You know, there's an, if you put the cheese on the bottom and then uh, <laughs> I'm free to go live with you on today on this subject, Corey says. Um, Oh, that would be awesome. I would love for you to. I just don't know how to do that, Corey, technologically. Um, but it'd be great to hear your thoughts on it um, and to talk with you. Um, so, you know, it's an order of operations thing. You know, if you put the cheese and then you put the sauce on top, it changes the thing. The order we do things in can change it. And so God's saying to delight yourself in him and he will give you the desires of your heart. You know, Jesus prayed such a powerful prayer in Matthew 26. Jesus prayed such a powerful prayer. And my friend Danny Ortiz and I are talking about this right now. There's such a powerful prayer that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he said this, Oh, Father, oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. You know, another translation that I think is almost more common to us is not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. And there's something going on here where there's a choice. You know, the essence of your will is the power to choose. 
the essence of your will is the power to choose. And when we choose God, when we choose God, see, God didn't create robots. And so he made us and he gave us a free will. And my friend Danny says, God had faith in man before man had faith in God. Think about this. God had faith that if he gave a will to man, that man would come back and give his will back to God. Let me say that again. God had faith that if he gave a will to man, that man would come back and give his will to God. So God's given us this gift of a will. And he's saying, bring your will back to me and give it back to me as a gift. That's delighting yourself in the Lord. It's saying, I'm not going to use my will to find my own pleasure. Instead, I'm going to bring my will back to God. But when I do that, God will make sure that the desires of my heart are fulfilled. Isn't that amazing? It's like marriage, really, if you think about it. It's like marriage. And what happens is that I have my own will, but then I surrender my will to the marriage, to my wife. And then the two become one and the desires of my heart are fulfilled. But when we do that out of order, God calls it fornication. If you try to get the desires fulfilled before you've surrendered the will, that's fornicating and it's a sin. But in the context of marriage, in the context of having surrendered, now it's a beautiful thing and it's a gift to man. Isn't that awesome? So I think that I can make it more complicated, but it's basically this simple, you know, and I've thought on this for about a decade because I've heard debates on this for about a decade, you know. Should believers follow their passion and all of this sort of thing? I think believers should be the most on fire people on the entire earth, not out of ambition. No, 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 not out of ambition. Let me just let me just speak to that. I believe the body of Christ. Let me just say for myself, God did a deep work in my heart for a few months on ambition. I want to encourage you that if you have ambition, if you are a driven person, that that might be a place that you need to surrender your will to God, because the ambition comes from trying to fulfill some need that we have on our own. It comes from trying to fulfill some need that we have on our own. And God wants to be your supply in every area of life. And if you find that you're a driven person, if you find that you're, that you're filled with ambition, I want to encourage you to bring that ambition to God. He actually cares more about the things that you care about than you do. But he can meet that need in such a way that it doesn't cost you. And instead, it's a blessing both to you and to others, because often our ambition enslaves those around us. So I just want to encourage you about that. But as it relates to, you know, following our passions, what we do is we follow the Lord, Psalms 37, 4. And as, as we follow the Lord, he lays his desires in our heart. And then out of that place of intimacy and union and oneness, his desires in our heart are actually fulfilled as well. And it's the great delight of our life. Kevin says this, God gave us the passion and, and in relationship with him. Well done, Kevin. I love it. We can use the passion for him. That's it. It's in relationship with him. It's in relationship with him. That's totally the key, Kevin. So well said. Well, I don't know if I have anything else to, to say about that. Uh, but, you know, both sides of that, you know, the one side says we shouldn't follow our passions. There's a, there's a rightness uh, to what they're saying. Uh, but then the other side that says, no, God gave you a will. Um, you should be able to, you know, exercise that and enjoy that and, and be passionate about what you choose to do. They're totally right as well. The question is order of operations. The question is order of operations. And so I believe the body of Christ, the Lord speaking of the body of Christ so strongly right now. 
And the word is on surrender. The word is on surrender. If you're strident in anything, I would just encourage you uh, that there might be an opportunity to surrender. I'm not, I'm not prescribing to you what I wouldn't, a pill I wouldn't take myself. God, like I said, did a deep work in my heart for a few months uh, on this very thing, you know, with some ambitions and some desire for validation and some, you know, boy, it's going to be great when, and that sort of thing where he was really shutting the doors on some of those things for me and saying, hey, will you surrender to me? And just as you might expect uh, in the place of surrender, you know, I remember one day just a few weeks ago, I was like, I never need to do that. You know, just something I'd always wanted to do. I'm like, I just don't need to do it anymore. I'm okay without it. And then within a week or so, not because I was thinking about it, God opened up a door totally surprisingly to me for that very thing. But now it was from the place of delighting myself in the Lord. You know, a great litmus test is this. The things that we're going after, do we really feel like they're going to add something to us? Oh, man, I don't know if I can communicate this. Help me, God. You know, we're his children. We're his sons. We're his daughters. And if we're already his son and his daughter, or, or his daughter, one or the other, what more? You know, what more? And I just, I just want to encourage you guys that we want to be in the spot. And I believe God's bringing his body to the spot of surrender that says, it's enough. It's enough for me to be your child. But I can promise you, as we delight ourselves in that simple truth, we just delight ourselves in the Lord and surrender ourselves to the simple truth of relationship with him, he will give you the desires of your heart. But sometimes we have to lay down some desires of our heart in order to come to the place of surrender and come to the place of delighting ourselves in him. So I'm gonna just pray for you. Father, I thank you that you're bringing your body to a place of surrender, to a place of delighting ourselves in you. Father, we thank you that our dreams and desires are so safe in your hands. Remember what he told me, he said, I care more about your fly fishing than you care about it. You know, I thank you, Father, that you're so for us, that you're so passionate about us. And so, Father, as an act of our wills, Lord, those that would choose to, I mean, I can't do this for you, but Lord, I can speak for myself, Lord, I surrender my will to you. And I say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. And I know that when we surrender our wills to him, it's so beautiful on the other side. And we'll, we'll have more of the desires of our heart met than ever possibly on our own. It's just like marriage, really. All right, well, I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining in. And uh, I bless you in the name of Jesus. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today for this conversation. You can follow us, like, subscribe, and share out any of these episodes on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can go to insightnow.co. Have a great day.